right, welcome to another episode of our Community Leaders Podcast. Today we're going to be sitting down with Beth Smith, the Chair of the Community Service uh, Branch of St. John Ambulance, Northeastern Ontario. Thanks for coming and uh, meeting with me today. Thanks for having me, Chris. So first of all, I'd just like you to go through a little bit about what led you to becoming a volunteer within the organization and uh, why you've put the amount of years that you have um, within the organization as well. Sure. So like a lot of people who end up in volunteer positions anywhere, really, I, I came here looking for a sense of community. I had moved to Sudbury to follow career aspirations separate from St. John Ambulance and I moved five hours away from my family, five, you know, from my friends and, and, and any really connection. So looking for a place to volunteer was important because that's usually the quickest route to making those community contacts. Absolutely. And in a place like Northern Ontario, I'm sure from day one, there was that community feel when you stepped into an organization like St. John Ambulance. Absolutely. This is a special place. They made me feel like I had my family right here, right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how has your role within the organization changed over the years? Pretty drastically, actually. So when I, when I joined, I joined as a medical first responder with our medical first response unit doing first aid in the community. Um, from there, I... I sort of rose up through the ranks and, and had a variety of, of positions throughout the years, fit, uh, finally um, ending with uh, unit chief. That I had a term for three years, and then after that I was actually approached by the board to to join them as part of the community services committee. And so I stepped down as, as unit chief and moved into my role here as the board of directors. And for those of them that don't know listening to the podcast, what would uh, the role of unit chief entail? So unit chief is basically the, um, I, guess, I guess, the coordinator for the medical first response unit. We, uh, we're the face of the unit. We, we make sure everybody has their training up to date. We take care of the recruitment and the admin, the paperwork, and, and various leadership aspects. And I'm sure it gave you a, a unique perspective as well, being on the front lines, being a volunteer, and now being in more of an administrative and uh, leadership role. Um, about the impact made by the volunteers in the community. Can you talk a little bit about what impact is made by the volunteers? Our, our volunteers, in all of our organizations, so we don't just have our AMFR or our medical first responders, we also have our therapy dogs and our youth programs as well. The, the impact that they have on our community is, is unparalleled. Our, our therapy dog members are out um, in the community. They, they visit um, you know care homes, they visit schools and colleges, and and uh, give their support to our community that way. Our, our youth programs are, are building new leaders, new, new medics, paramedics, doctors, and, and um, community leaders. Advanced medical first responders are out in the community giving first aid at community events. So events that um, may otherwise not be able to, uh, to have a large event because they might not be able to afford paramedics or, or high-level um, medical help they can come to us all of our volunteers are are unpaid they come as volunteers and they uh, help out in our community and i'm sure with the amount of young people that we have within the amfr program and some of the other um, volunteer programs you've seen a lot of growth as they go through it you know that's actually something that i am most proud of i mean when we talked about um what we were going to talk about and and when i think of something that that really touches me it's it's seeing that growth seeing a a young first responder come and join who's you know maybe nervous not a lot of lot of skills medically and and not only go on to be an astoundingly good medical first responder 
but um, continuing their education into into the medical field. So becoming, I've had several people come through and, and become doctors and nurses and paramedics, uh, flight paramedics, uh, even police officers. So it, it seems like most of our volunteers who, who join as, as young people here at St. John Ambulance do go on to give back to the community, even as part of their career, not only as their volunteer work. And what's really important to me, I mean, you spoke to it earlier on in the interview, is that family aspect of it. You know, somebody volunteers at a young age, they might go away for school, but we see a lot of people coming back mm -hmm. and continuing to be a part of St. John Ambulance. Absolutely. We're all very, very close. I mean, you can you can leave for a little while, but you can never leave completely. Exactly. <laughs> we'll find them. Exactly. That's, that's, that's right. And it's interesting, too. They don't always, like even people who move away will will seek out St. John Ambulance um, volunteer units where they move and, and volunteer there as well. It's nice to have that global aspect to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Sure. And within that, I'm sure there's been a lot of meaningful encounters that you've had with volunteers. Can you pick out one for the uh, podcast? Um, hmm. Maybe that's too difficult, but you know, you know there's just it's, it's tricky because there's there's just so many really amazing connections that I've made with with our volunteers over the years. I mean, I'm thinking one person in particular who who joined us, whereas most of our our medical first responders are are quite young. They're they're 18, 19, maybe up to about 30 years old. Uh, we had a medical first responder come and join us um, in her 60s. Has just been such been such a good part of our, our organization. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. I got to hand it to her. It is difficult to, to join uh, when you're older than everybody else. And yet we, we couldn't do it without her. So, so definitely that was, you know, she she's become a very very good friend as well as um, a, a co volunteer I suppose so she is a, a big part of our organization. It's so many we just have so many wonderful people volunteering for us. It's a good problem to have. You, can't, you can't even oh, think you of all the good it. examples yeah, there. Absolutely. And speaking more about the AMFR unit, mm -hmm. um, for some listeners that don't have experience with it or who might want to get involved as an AMFR, sure. what type of work is being done there and how would you describe the unit in its sure. entirety? So our medical first response unit, they volunteer at um, events throughout the city. So you, we've, we, you'll see them at the MS Walk or the um, uh, Sudbury Rocks uh, Marathon every year. They, go, they do a lot of the concerts in Bell Park. They, they offer their services. It really provides a service for our community because a lot of these, these um, programs, they're, they're not-for-profits as well. And it's, it's not always easy to be able to get a, um, a paramedic service or a medical service out to, to your event. So what Saint, our St. Saint John Ambulance medical first responders do is, is, is they volunteer their time. So they're highly trained. They have to, to take a 60-hour first aid course. So just to give a, a little bit of our perspective, our, our regular first aid courses would be about 16, 17 hours, right? So, so these ones touch on, on higher level um, first aid emergencies. And yeah, they go out and provide their services to the smaller events in the city, as well as some of the big ones too. And I think that often gets lost when we see um, all the work that's being done there. These people are, you know, as you said, volunteering their time and uh, really putting in quality hours when it comes to that. Absolutely. We wouldn't be able to do, you know, what we do at St. John Ambulance if not for those volunteers and if not for, um, you know, leaders like yourself who have, who have helped right. to really bring up that crop. You know, specifically, I mean, our, our 
our volunteers at in the AMFR program is especially they they have a, a really high level of volunteerism. They have to volunteer a minimum of sixty duty hours each year. So each year, and that doesn't include their training. It doesn't include they, their weekly training meetings and, and all of that. That is actual active duties in the community. Sixty hours is the minimum. Most of them do way more. And we're pretty uh, lucky today. We're sitting in the uh, the Lougheed Center right now. Uh, graciously donated to us by the Lougheed family. Unbelievable gift. What impact does a, a center like that, the new space, the training centers down downstairs, mm-hmm. have on the volunteer unit and the future of St. John Ambulance? What, what this place has given us is just an un, unbelievable opportunity for growth. In our old center, we really, we got very, very crowded at 20 volunteers. As far as our medical first response volunteers, if we got 20 people in one of our rooms, we were, we were capped out. There just wasn't room. And then if you want to get 20 people on the floor doing CPR, there was not a lot of room for, for growth. And now we, we have room, we have 60 medical first response volunteers, which is pretty incredible. Here in Sudbury, we have more throughout Northeastern Ontario. Um, this particular center, it gives us a place to have our meetings, to to have celebrations, in fact, as well. And, and you know, to let our volunteers come and, and enjoy their time together as friends as well as volunteers. Like I said, they are our medical first responders. They meet every single week in here and do um, advanced level training. Generally speaking, I mean, in your role as a longtime volunteer and now with what you do on the board and, and still interacting with the volunteers, would you have any advice for a new volunteer who may be apprehensive to getting oh, involved? absolutely. One of the biggest things I, I would love for new volunteers to understand when they come in here is nobody expects you to know everything. In fact, you can come here without having any first aid experience whatsoever. We want to give you those skills and, and get you confident in your patient care when you go out into the community. I mean, that's... And that's why it, it, it's just an untouchable pr- program for, for people who might, you know, be considering careers in the medical field or, or in any community services field, because you have the opportunity to, to learn one-on-one interaction with, with patients and, and with the community and, and, you know, again, developing your leadership. So, so please never, never worry about not thinking you know enough to join. We will give you those skills. You'll be here training every single week. We'll put you on the courses you need to take. And when you identify other places where you want to be to to improve your skills, well, we can make that happen as well. And I think it's a unique volunteer experience for a lot of new volunteers because the level of responsibility that you're given and the level of quality training that you're given for free is um, unparalleled Absolutely. in the community, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, and we are always looking for new ways to develop our volunteers. You know, this is, there's, there's so many opportunities that, that sprout out from, from volunteering here. Just, it's their volunteer work that makes them stand out. They all end up at the same schools. They all end up in the same colleges and the same classes. So, so all of those things, you're competing against people with very, very similar backgrounds as yourself when you're going into these programs. But it's the volunteer work that you do in the community that sets you apart. And speaking to that point as well, I know you're a very humble person yourself, Beth, but I know in, in my experience with being a volunteer and, and, and on the board now, um, your 
influence, um, your expertise coming from a volunteer standpoint and an administration standpoint um, has been invaluable for myself. And if at any point um, anybody has the chance to talk with you and, and pick your brain about it, I think you would be able to convert a lot of people that might be apprehensive. <laughs> you know, to, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very hard to get into a conversation without me trying to recruit people for something, whether it, yeah, and even not even just for St. John Ambulance. I'm just so passionate about, about giving back to the community and, and, and doing what you can within, with your own, within your own scope of, of talent, right, in the community. And St. John Ambulance gives you a lot of opportunity for that. So they are really well prepared to go into the community. And even when we had the honors and awards uh, two or three months ago, we did a demonstration in the new uh, right. training facility mm -hmm. downstairs. And I was blown away, um, not having seen it for a little bit. The, uh, the level of professionalism, the, the, the level of intricate work that they were doing on, mm -hmm. in first aid. Uh, coming from people you know so young yeah well. it, it's really exciting and and I mean when it when it comes to age I mean we anybody can learn how to to put someone into the recovery position anybody can learn to do CPR really you know so we had our little kids and we have our big kids the best thing um, to do if you're interested in getting involved in volunteering with, with St. John Ambulance is to call our main office and um they will put you in touch with the right people. Generally, you leave your, your name and your contact information for them, and one of our recruitment officers will reach out and let you know when our next intake meetings are. So we do these intake meetings between two and four times a year, depending on, on interest. And it's usually a night where you come and watch a slideshow. You get to talk to volunteers who are actually active in the organization. and. Uh, we start to make plans for your training right from day one. We let you know what's going to be expected, when you can go take courses, and um, how we're going to ease you into the program. And there is there is a nice easing into the program. We don't just throw you in, you know, first day. They, they, they will take you for almost a month, I think, of separate meetings and just sort of help you develop with your new volunteers, the, the ones that you'll be volunteering with the most. Do some basic training, get to know what's expected of you, you know, uniform standards, all of those things that can be a little bit intimidating at first and get you comfortable with those. And then you come and join the main population. So and by that time, your your skills are pretty strong. That's great to hear. Yeah. Uh, all the information about who to contact and anything else volunteer related will be put in the uh, show notes for the podcast. And if there are any questions, you can feel free to either email us or uh, contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Perfect. That would be great. And I'm always available as well. So if someone puts you through to me, please feel free to, to ask anything. If I don't know the answer, I can usually find it for you. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I really do appreciate you sitting down with me today. Uh, I think we could have probably went uh, another hour or two with the amount of stories and the amount <laughs> of uh, you know things that you've done within the organization. But, but I think that was a really good snapshot of what you've been doing and uh, where our volunteer program is at right now. Seemingly in a really great place. I'm just so proud of them. And yeah, I could have probably talked for three hours, you know, just bragging about our volunteers, but I won't. <laughs> so thanks very much, Chris. I appreciate the, the time you've given me today to, to talk about our organization.